0: and welcome to the Elixir Roundtable. Uh, We have a very special episode today where a couple of my wonderful students will be joining us. Um, Depending on release order, you may already be familiar with Yusuf, uh, who was recently on the Elixir Newbie podcast as well. Uh, And we have Anar joining us, uh, who I hope to get on the podcast at some point. We've been trying to schedule it, but uh, uh, hasn't been yet. So really excited to welcome them to the community. Uh, we also have our roundtable of elixirists at Dockyard. Um, so as everyone knows, I am Brooklyn Myers, uh, host of Elixir Newby, instructor at Dockyard Academy, uh, and I am joined by our panel, which I will let introduce themselves. I'm
1: uh, Mike Benz. I'm an elixir
2: engineer here at Dockyard. I'm Paulo Valente, I'm also an Elixir engineer at Dockyard and I work with machine learning.
3: Uh, I'm Chris Wuhulis, I'm actually a Ruby engineer at Dockyard and I'm uh, learning Elixir. I'm
0: really excited to get to connect Yusuf and Paulo. So Paulo has been very gracious in donating some of his time with another student, Marco, um, and talking about uh, AI and machine learning. Uh, and Yusuf also has a deep interest in those topics, his capstones related to it. Um so Yusuf, why don't you start us off? I'd love to hear uh what got you interested in uh joining the academy. What's your kind of background?
4: So uh first off, wonderful to join you. I've listened to uh I think every episode of Elixir Roundtable, Doc Roundtable. Uh And I really enjoy it because the technical discussion uh, is really wonderful. Uh, You know, it's hard to get that into just audio, but I feel like you guys have done an incredible job with that. So as for my background, uh, I got into programming in an odd way that I used to be a professional poker player and around 2015, I started to learn that neural networks were beating the best humans. And I got more interested in learning more about that than playing poker. Uh, so, uh, I started to teach myself swift to build iPhone apps, uh, and, uh, didn't take that, that far. Never really got any users for any of the apps that I built, but, uh, decided that I wanted to get deeper into the tech stack, learn backend development, you know, to build stuff that can scale. And that got me into Elixir. And then getting an email from Brooklyn, inviting me to talk Art Academy in December of last year, uh, was just like Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory, getting that golden ticket. Uh, so yeah, I've really loved Elixir, love the program. And so excited to, to be here and just, you know, encourage anybody else to, to get involved in Elixir any way they can.
0: That is, um, how did I not know that you were a professional poker player at one point in your life? <laughs> how did I not know For that? Real? that is, <laughs> that's awesome. What a, what a bomb drop. Um, all right. Well, remind me never to gamble with you um <laughs> i guess uh celebrating the end of the academy with the poker game is no longer on the table um but that is uh, extremely cool um so i want to make this kind of an open format for everyone to just you know ask questions and um it's a great opportunity for the students to get to meet some of the dockyarders and vice versa for some of the dockyarders to uh get to meet the students um, so I also want to ask Anar, uh, what got you interested in joining the Academy?
5: Yeah. So, um, uh, I'll echo Yusuf's statements and say, it's an absolute pleasure to be here. Um, it, it feels like this is a little capstone on all the efforts we've put into the Academy being invited to the grand forum itself with, uh, with colleagues at the, at, at, at Dockyard, which, um. We've, we've grown in many ways to love and appreciate, um, most prominently because we're, we're fortunate enough to be in the academy. Like Yusuf, I feel like I, I received a golden ticket the day I got that email from Brooklyn. Um, I had been self-studying Elixir for about four months at the time. And um, I felt like I'd hit a sort of a, a brick wall because it was, it was just... Uh, Difficult to put all 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 the syntax and and all the all, all the um, the paradigms that I that you learn like one by one in 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 a in a textbook or through this, or that tutorial online and the, and actually put it to use and build things uh, and moreover just being alone is really difficult right um, having a community of people and a mentor uh, in front of you is just like it's it's really a godsend. Why, why I was interested in the first place. So um, I was doing my uh, PhD in the history of computer music programming. And I, I was pursuing that path because, um, well, specifically that path, that, that research topic, because I am an electronic and computer musician. It's been about 15 years now that I've been producing electronic and computer music. And about five years ago, I really got into specifically computer music. Um, and I had been playing with, um, Lua primarily to, to do some live scripting, um, writing some, um, some, uh, programs to control hardware synthesizers. Um, and that, that was fun. I was really having fun with that, but I never, it never really sort of, uh, clicked for me. I don't know. The language didn't really spellbind me i wasn't seduced by it in any way then one day i ran across a library essentially uh, for haskell which is uh written on top of the super collider audio synthesis language called title cycles and that was my first introduction to functional programming and i just i was absolutely obsessed the title cycles is a it's a live coding interface essentially um you you type in code and sound appears uh, underneath your f- fingertips and it was just so magical and the way the way that um the way the way the simplicity the, the the conciseness um the sort of mathematical feel to it was uh it brought me back i think to my early days as a as a as a, as, a, as a child learning mathematics and and somehow feeling amazed by that how 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 it, how it worked in the first place um in any case I fell in love absolutely in love with Haskell uh, and functional programming and I was trying to learn that by myself and for a number of reasons that didn't I didn't get very far uh one reason was the documentation in the community I think uh, another was I was just so occupied with my own my own uh research right um, I was trying to uh, be an academic and learn um, Haskell on the side for fun, essentially. Um, and that didn't that didn't sort of uh, that didn't ruin my love for for for, for functional programming at all. It only sort of made me more desperate to learn it. Um, and at the same time, I was realizing that I was having more fun trying to learn programming than I was researching the history of it. Right. So, uh, on the one hand, I was increasingly obsessed with it, but on the on the other hand. I felt like I, I, I just couldn't even understand it to the level that I needed to, to feel fulfilled, to feel fulfilled as, as the kind of human subject I am. Um, and so ultimately I found Elixir. I don't know how that happened. Um, I, I like, there's, it's just all a mess as memory usually is. And, um, and that stuck with me and I, and I, and I, and I, and I uh, found the, I found Dockyard Academy um, and I wrote brooklyn and i hounded him i think i sent him two emails three emails um more more than necessary just to say hey i'm really interested in this i'm really interested in this i'm going to be an amazing student i promise you this and um and then i got an email back and that's where i am
0: i remember being really happy yeah. when the so there was a randomized process for student selection so for the final stage of everything I had, you know, no hands on the wheel. It was a very much, you know, randomized golden ticket who gets the chocolate bar situation. Um, And I remember being so excited and happy when I saw um, your name come up Uh, because you had sent me, I was really impressed with your work ethic, your diligence. I think the title of your email was, um, I think it was something like, hello from a future diligent student. Um, (laughs) It's really great. Uh, and yeah, you, you sent a really earnest, honest, genuine email, um, of how you were so excited to get into Elixir. Um, and so when you, when you did get selected, I was really happy because, um, you'd already made such a good impression on me. Uh, and that impression has very much been fulfilled. uh, I would say for both of you, of course, um. Both of you have been incredibly hardworking. Uh, I see you, you know, after hours uh, working on your own projects. You've both picked really ambitious projects as well uh, for your capstone, have been learning, you know, beyond their curriculum. I'm really curious to compare and contrast your experience um, with Chris as well, actually. Because, uh, Chris, you mentioned that you were uh, learning Elixir. Um, I don't know what kind of. You know supports you have as you're doing that uh if you're you know self-learning but i'm really curious to hear a bit about that experience um in order to just yeah understand it in relation to the student experience
3: yeah it's uh it's interesting and i've gotten a couple of questions saying well if you're learning why aren't you like in the academy or auditing the academy or something like that um, in a, in a way, it's uh, I'm a little jealous that you've had the the time and the sort of the dedicated experience in the academy to really ramp up. Um, I remember uh, when I was coming back into the programming world, I was learning Ruby on my own and Rails, and uh, it took a long time doing it on my own on the side. It's hard. Um, I'm learning. Elixir in the context of being a Dockyard employee, which is uh, there's more support than just learning on your own. So I'm spending some of my own time learning. But also, uh, uh, Dockyard has a mentorship program. uh, And so, since I became an employee, I've been working with mentors on learning Elixir. And uh, it's a goal for Dockyard for me to be ready for my next client engagement which will be in Elixir when that when that time comes so uh, it's been a really great opportunity to be um, learning on my own but be working with people who can answer questions and so sort to of keep me on track and eventually working on a project uh, so I don't know that it compares to your capstone projects but um working on a project to sort of consolidate my learning it's when i started the uh the learning process the academy was still coming into being and so uh at the at the beginning uh i was sort of ahead of where the academy was in my learning process so it uh It just, the timing wasn't right, I think, for me to actually ask about trying to follow the academy. And then, of course, your learning, uh, I'm sure, has been much faster than uh, what I've been going through.
0: We're working on the the self-led experience at the academy. That's going to be a bigger focus coming up. It's, it's the t- kind of thing where you can't have 10 priorities. So the initial priority has been make sure it's a really good experience for the active students that have an instructor um, and little things like, oh, hey, this reading, uh, oops, we didn't have this, an example of this one thing that would have been really useful. Well, no problem. I can just jump in and explain that. Right. But a self-led experience, those tiny, you know, very surmountable issues become major blockers to learning and so that's something we're going to be working on and optimizing for in the future um and yeah i could see it being a fantastic training tool internally for dockyard as well um, for helping developers transition into elixir uh we've also been working on some uh essentially i'm calling them bonus sections so topics that aren't a good fit for the curriculum but are great things to go and learn. Like, for example, we have a lesson on queues. Uh, How do you implement a double ended queue? How do you, you know, so fairly, you know, more computer sciencey concepts um, that don't really make sense when your priority is just how do you learn the skills to be hireable, productive, employable, but are phenomenally useful skills for setting a strong foundation as a developer. Um, Mike, I'm aware that you're uh, heavily involved in the mentorship program. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. 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 Uh currently mentoring Chris
0: and um uh two or three other engineers. Awesome. How do you find that experience getting to work with other developers and uh teaching them? I'm I'm curious uh to know know how can I teach better, I suppose is where I'm uh, ultimately uh digging in. But I'm just curious to hear about your experience with that.
1: Yeah, so I love it. And I like I I I I sign up for as many as many mentorship opportunities as I can with Elixir because honestly you're um, I mean, as you've heard from, uh, or as we've already heard, um, like Elixir, just the Elixir is amazing, right? And you you only get to you only get to discover how awesome Elixir is once, but like through mentoring, I get to like be a part of that again, and and just helping people. Like when you see that light bulb go off, and they're like, that's just amazing like you get to help people with that and, and, and guide them through that experience um, so I love it you know I love uh, I love elixir and I love uh, helping people uh, understand all the all the amazing things about it that uh, helps bring them to the
0: next level on it. so that's really awesome uh, we have a we have a really common experience there for um, I remember when I first started just programming in general got me really happy and excited you know something as simple as making a button change color. Uh, when you're first starting out, like you literally, I would literally pump my arms up. Like, yes, like I did it. Um, and then as those things become simpler and more trivial and you get less excited about the small things, it kind of the, the dopamine rushes, the pace slows down. Right. And then you get that dopamine rush. Like, Oh, I finished that thing that took me three weeks to work on. Right. As opposed to making a button change color. And so part of what I love about teaching is getting to watch the students, discover the things that i had discovered often in a much faster time frame as well which is part of the reward um and seeing them have that aha moment and getting to kind of relive those initial experiences through them um yeah it really it helps keep the programming experience engaging uh, and figuring out new ways of explaining things that you already understand or finding out that you don't understand something as well as you thought As well, explaining something forces you to really go, oh, like I know how to use this thing, but I don't really know how to explain what it's doing or what's happening under the hood or, you know, the the depth of knowledge, um, teaching really, uh, forces you to, to develop that depth of knowledge. Um, so I want to open it up and, uh, just, uh, essentially make this more of a, a, you know, question asking, uh, format here. So I'm really curious. Um, what questions people have for the students about their experience at the academy uh, and vice versa, what questions the students have uh, for everyone at Dockyard. Uh, So does anyone want to start us off here?
6: I have a question. Um, You know, uh, I'm digital marketing manager here at Dockyard. So I've gotten to help promote, form, um, aid in, you know, Brooklyn and the engineering department's, uh, lesson plans, what have you, and, and promote this. Is there anything that you could give the marketing department feedback on, on like clarity of, uh, like commitment or why we broke down the structure of the lesson plans that we did or uh something like along the lines of um like did we not do as well of a job as like kind of a, a comparison of why you should uh leave ruby and go to elixir or or, or something like that like um because it, it sounds like um uh enar am i saying your name right
0: Enar? Ainar, like a A&R. A We're both Canadians, so we say yeah, A. A,
6: a, it's a boot A. Uh, yeah, so no, along those lines, um, you know, because because the goal is to um, uh, the 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 supply is you know lower than the than the demand of elixir engineers in the market. Product market fit is there, so uh you know just wanted wanted your take on kind of the uh awareness to uh selection because you know for everybody listening um the selection was completely unbiased it was as blind and random as as humanly possible i mean there was uh you know can you commit to the time frame you know can you complete the course like those were simple qualifying questions but there was no like you know background or or social scraping or anything like that. But yeah, if you all could just kind of uh, speak for a couple minutes on um, how you first heard about it, you know, and and, and, uh, if there's anything that I can do to improve this next uh, cohort campaign. Um,
5: If you don't mind, Yusuf, I'll make a couple comments first. I would I would well, I'll first respond by saying uh, it sounds like you're looking for negative feedback and I don't have any yet so I apologize. <laughs> there <laughs> there aren't gape, there aren't gaping holes. <laughs> there aren't any gaping holes in, in in your strategies as far as I can tell yet. Um I've been nothing but impressed and 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 uh, and and very much in awe and how all of this is coming together in such a short period of time because I know it has been a very short period of time. Um I first discovered uh, the academy through Elixir Newbie. In fact, um, as a, as a new d- devotee and believer in Elixir, um, I was scrambling for any and all content I could find on on learning the language and and beyond. And uh, of course, Elixir Newbie popped up. Uh, you know, chain one like uh, putting putting. I don't I don't remember if he, if you talked about. The academy in one of your episodes or not um but i did learn eventually that you were now heading the uh the doctorate academy and um that was how i first discovered it so that that was a that was a great segue because um for me because let's how to put this um i had already come to uh trust brooklyn as an instructor as a as a mentor as as a guide through the through not just learning the language because the podcast wasn't really about uh, you know learning syntax and and, and 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 you know and and programming from the technical perspective right so I'd come to trust him in a way as a general sort of guide in, into uh, into this new world and uh, so I think that I just want to say right there I think this is a really good decision that you chose this is not to like you know i don't want to be like over um, uh uh complimentary or complimentary yeah exactly
0: keep my job (laughs) that's all i'm gonna say
5: but but i mean like it like you 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 put this thing together probably like with with brooklyn from the get-go like and you knew you had a leader for the academy that you already trust you yourselves already trust and i think that was a really good way to go about it as opposed to founding a school and then looking for teachers um, and correct me if I'm wrong, maybe it was backwards. Maybe you found, maybe you decided to do the Academy and then you found Brooklyn, but I mean, I think it worked out really well. Um, and I think I, I know for a fact that half of the cohort, half of our cohort did discover, um, the Academy first through, through Elixir Newbie. And so, uh, the, the role of audiovisual media of, 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 podcast, podcasts and, and, um, his podcast was like very crucial because it it eased me into this idea that i could do this and that um there was a person there who could help me and then now having something like the the round table i think this is a great way to continue that um from from the official dockyard podium um i was really delighted to see that the round table was happening and like yusuf i've been watching as many as i possibly can and so I I would encourage like this strategy of holding a public forum for people to listen primarily um uh I know it's on YouTube but I mean it's not designed as a primarily visual um uh, primarily visual material. I think this is like a really way to sustain the momentum that uh the academy has already gained in in such a short time again.
6: Yeah. So it was it was it was more appealing to have self-guided um, education as opposed to because like when you're speaking to your backstory, story, uh, the educational content on on the 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 interweb and the Google machine was not as in depth as what you were looking for. Right. So found Brooklyn, talked about the academy and, and here we are. Uh, you know, talking about your all's graduation and demo day, um, which is very cool, but thank you for sharing that in the kind words. It wasn't, it wasn't all me. It was, uh, it's all Brooklyn and the engineers. I just, uh, make videos and ads. That's all I do.
0: Matthew is, uh, grossly undervaluing his amount of, uh, effort and, uh, impact on the uh, academy. So I have to speak up and say, no, Matthew has been a huge part of making this successful. Um, Thank you. And, and our community, I just believe in it. Cause sorry, Matthew.
6: Yeah. No, just like uh, when I have time, I go through the self-guided lessons. Um, I just had my first kid. So I have like all this free time in the world. Right. Haha. But But um, yeah, it was very uh, like I have PHP background, Python and It's just very well laid out. So it's a cause and, um, you know, it's not like a, like a huge profit center, but um, it's very cool to see revenue reinvested back into the uh, ecosystem that we are champions of that, you know, I would like to think that we're in the top five in the world of it, but um, yeah, good stuff i'll be quiet
0: now (laughs) some of the um uh so to talk about that contributing to the health of the ecosystem and to also relay back to what um had been mentioning about the original kind of how the academy came about um my understanding of the story and brian would have to speak to these parts because i wasn't there for them but uh he'd been looking for an instructor for i think years i want to say maybe two three years maybe more Um, But he'd been looking for someone for this position uh, for a long time. Um, And the goal with it had always been contributing to the health of the ecosystem, uh, improving the hiring pool, solving some of the problems and challenges that um, the Elixir community is facing right now. We have uh, an issue where we have very few junior developers. Right? we're very top heavy. So people are constantly demanding, like we need more developers, more developers. One of the things stopping some bigger companies from getting into the ecosystem right now is hiring. It's just hiring concerns. Uh, and so part of this was addressing those concerns and growing um, the uh, professionals that will match that current demand. Uh, and so it's never been, what's, what's really been great about that is it puts us in a very unique position financially. Because the goal of the Academy, unlike other um, similar programs, it is not a financial uh, opportunity. Like the goal with this has never been to make money. It's not a positive financial venture. It's something that we can be flat on. Heck, I think we're even willing to take uh, a a loss um, because it improves our hiring. It improves the community's hiring. It's just healthy for the ecosystem. So as a result, uh, the price that came out, we're really, really happy and proud of, um, so it's 3000 for the course and a comparable course would be somewhere between say 8,000. There's even similar courses that cost as much as 18,000. So to come in and be about a third, the industry average for a course like this is something we're really tremendously proud of. Uh, and so I would love to ask our students. Um, how did like, just, I kind of want to know more about your experience with the course now that you're, uh, you're essentially,
3: I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm being really rude, (laughs) but we didn't, we didn't, we didn't let Yusuf answer Matthew.
0: Oh, I'm so sorry. Thank you. I I apologize for missing that. Thank you. That's not rude. I was the one who was rude. Thank you, Chris.
4: Yeah.
6: Yeah. There's no hand raise feature yet in Riverside that's on their roadmap, but that, uh, good catch Chris. Thank you. you.
4: Thanks. So, I actually don't know how I heard about Dockyard Academy. I know I must have applied at some point, but I've listened to a lot of podcasts. I maybe at some point I just saw some link on Twitter and I clicked on it or something. But uh, in a way that we
6: accepted it, it. we accepted yeah, exactly. it into your brain. Uh, Beautiful marketing strategy.
4: And I, I kind of have. A question maybe we could answer at some point Brooklyn about yeah. how you want to go about expanding the self-paced offering because the curriculum itself if you think of the live books as just a book I would say would be the best book on Elixir that exists right now like bar none uh, and it's been incredible to go through the material uh, with you but I know that so many people have gone through the material on their own and have grown and learned so much from that.
0: Thank you, I really appreciate that. One of the weird things about this experience is that I get to see the stars on the GitHub grow, but I don't see the people behind those stars. I only see people like you, people like Anar, people like the rest of our students who are actively involved, um, but. And i don't even have stats on how many people have taken this course self-led like there's no real way of of tracking that progress right now so i'm sure there's lots of people out there who have used the course and started learning from it um and i would love to know more about them but there's there's kind of this silent student base right now and your original question was we can change it. we can change that yeah getting some some insight into that would be great actually um Especially because we're about to change the format to be more kind of friendly, uh, and so your question was, um, how are we going to expand it out to make that self-led experience, um, you know, more tailored, more suitable, just just improve that experience. Uh, one of the biggest things that we are putting on the roadmap right now. Granted, this may take some time. We're still working with the program, so I don't want to create an expectation that this is, this is going to be done, uh, you know, next month. But it is on our roadmap to create um, video content. So one of the things that can be difficult is parsing the text, uh, and really understanding it, playing around with it, seeing the context behind it as well. If I say every single bit of context in the, uh, textual information about enum, for example, that's going to be a big page, right? That is going to be a lot of information, complete information overload. So you kind of want the basics in text, but then when someone tells you a story, right, um, telling a story uh, in a video and starts talking about, well, you know, here is this concept, here's how people apply it. Here's some of the context behind it. Uh, That's something that right now I think can't be delivered effectively through text. So having some video in there to improve that would be fantastic. Uh, One of the, this is maybe less minor, but just, or less, less major uh, and noticeable, but just as impactful is by going through uh the cohort this is the first time we've run the full cohort we had a beta before but they were doing part-time days uh we weren't always able to go through everything and so as a result we've caught a lot more of those little bugs like we have quite a few issues on the github right now that are just super small like five minute fixes uh, but will make a big impact Um, as well as through teaching the content i've learned Certain topics are more important than I realized or take more time, uh, need to be covered more in depth with more variety and context and um, examples. So we can improve that content out now that we've we've taught it to a group, Um, as well as some other concepts weren't as important. So we've moved those into more bonus sections. So that way we can keep the curriculum uh, tighter and more focused on what is absolutely necessary and important. Uh, and create opportunities for people to go beyond if they'd like. So that's the other thing we're doing is we've created a bonus section that has the more advanced topics or just more extraneous topics that are maybe interesting and something that people want a reference to, but aren't necessarily important for just developing your core skills. So there's the more computer science concepts, um, more kind of edge case things. I think we put streams in there as well. So just some features of the language that uh, while important, aren't necessarily um, critical to cover when you only have three months. And so those are some of the ways that we're going to be improve it. I'm sure there's more, uh, but that, that's what comes to mind in this moment.
5: On that note, that might be something to, uh, Matthew, if you're looking for, uh, uh, you know, Particular strategies moving forward. That 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 in in particular might be something to focus on. The fact that there are, there, there there like 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 Brooklyn likes to say, there's there's eighty there's there's twenty there's a hundred percent of elixir that um that that you may learn, but only twenty percent of it is uh always sort of core uh necessary. Right is is always that. The, the 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 point is that there's eighty percent of the language that you can you can sort of put to the side and not worry about for the moment being, um, as long as you pick up the twenty percent of the skills and um, knowledge set that, that is essential to uh, performing in any given context. So there might I as a new student like uh, of the language of, of programming in general, right? You don't, you think you need to know everything, and that if you fail to understand um, any any given um, concept or paradigm, then you're not doing it right, or you're not doing well, well enough. Um, And that I think that can kind of be, uh, that that can lead to sort of snowballing anxiety and uh, disappearing confidence and all sorts of things that um, put people off the right path. And so in marketing the academy, it might, it might be useful for, um, for potential um, students to, to hear that you're, you're really sort of uh going through the chaff and finding finding only you're only teaching the stuff that is actually is absolutely necessary in a real world situation like i've discovered that uh in my interactions now with um you know senior developers in other languages um helping out with open source projects uh, uh, on the, on the side that they're not like they're not they're not geniuses like i i have friends who have been coding for 10 15 20 years and i i'm sh- i'm surprised at some things that they don't know that they have to go look up that they right. they, they, they they you know so but i didn't expect that you know the, but the fact is they are they are very successful career developers who who know how to solve the problems when they need to solve them um as opposed to um having all the solutions in their back pocket ready to whip out whenever um somebody like you know points a finger at them and asks it um, so yeah, I think that's really important to, to let, to let the public know is that, um, there's a different sort of strategy here. We're not, uh, we're not cramming every tiny bit of uh, information about Elixir, about programming into your head. We are helping you sculpt a space inside your head, uh, for the, for the truly important things, um, that you, that you need as a working developer, not simply as, uh, you know, a, 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 that, that archetype of, um, of, uh, of a genius programmer. Cause I think a lot of people strive for that and they
6: don't get there. And then, and then they just,
5: they just burn yeah. out,
6: you know? Yeah, that's an excellent point. Cause when I came into this project last summer, uh, you know, I, I, I immediately did what you shouldn't do. Like if you're afraid of heights and you're up high, what do they say? Like don't look down, right? So I jumped all the way to the capstone project <laughs> and get, you know, and and live book and was like, okay, what what am I gonna have to like, you know, create to, you know, technically finish the course, like while well, like I'm not gonna make like a career change or anything. But um I was like, oh damn, I'm not gonna be able to like learn that. But then like I backed into it and was like, okay, this construct or, uh, you know, lesson builds on, on everything, just like programming, you know, does in general. But, um, yeah, that's, that's very helpful. And and this is, uh, this is the best kind of, uh, earned media that you can, that, that a marketer and an educator and a company can get is, um, just understanding the actual user and not like a poll or something like that. Like, cause you're giving, uh, amazing insights to, did you think that, um, three months was like an ample time to learn the, the topics, uh, and the, and the core concepts of, of the ecosystem? Um, uh-
5: weirdly yes and no i would say yes because um precisely of what i was just saying before i entered the academy i never would have said three months is enough but for the after the first week or the second week or the third week i still would have said no i need more i need more than three months there's no way i'm it was so intimidating and difficult um I felt that there was no way three months is I'm, it's gonna is gonna get me where I want to be like in the industry. Um, but having having uh, experienced the pedagogy and learning, realizing that there is, it really is just about that twenty percent, I I was able to stop fearing the fact that I didn't master this one thing on uh, on Mondays from Monday's lesson. That on Tuesday I still hadn't gotten this concept. On Wednesday, I still I still couldn't remember exactly how to write this this one function out by 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 hand, right? Um, after about a month, I think it was after like three and a half weeks, I had an epiphany. Like, hold on, I can I can I can sit back and relax. I'm I'm gaining I'm gaining a competency that is not uh, typing out code fast. It's actually sitting back and thinking slow, and at that point, I started to feel, I started to feel this three months is enough. Actually, it, it actually really can be enough. Um, and we're still three weeks out, and I I still would say that's the case. Um, I think I, I will be ready in three weeks to go wherever I wherever the, the world is going to take me with confidence, right? Um, but I, but I would also say three months is not enough because I would like to be doing this every day, forever, right? It's a, it really is a very pleasant experience inside of the academy on a daily basis. Like I feel, I feel friendship, camaraderie, I feel, um, I feel inspiration and motivation, and it's something I would like to be doing all day, every day. Hopefully, I'll have that experience in in the company setting. But um, so that's my answer. No, it's not enough because it it really is just enjoyable. Um, but cool. from a from a competency perspective, I think it actually is sufficient. If you, if you go with it, if you go at it with, um, with the tenacity and the curiosity and like, and you are also able to, um, relax while, while doing so while, while putting all that effort into it, then I think it can be enough. Yeah.
4: I totally echo in our sentiments there, uh, especially because while the focus has been on learning Elixir, so much of what we've learned has been general about how do you solve problems, you know, break up the big problem into smaller problems, maybe break up the smaller problems. Once again, uh, you know, like writing tests, uh, you know, how do we use all the tools at our disposal effectively? How do we communicate and work on teams and. You know hold ourselves accountable and you know project management uh and so i feel like one of the major points of growth that i've experienced and i think i see this in the other students as well has been that when we encounter a problem that we don't have an immediate solution to We have so many more strategies for how can I solve this? How can I research this? How can I ask questions and get support? Uh, and so, you know, programming and really almost anything in life is more complex than what you could learn in three months, but I really feel well-equipped to take on the next challenges, uh, that, you know, I looking for employment opportunities. So I, I think I I feel ready.
0: We do really try to focus on a holistic view of education in the academy, uh, because ultimately the information is not going to be what students need to take away. It's exactly what Yusuf was talking about. It's those strategies of problem solving and breaking things down and knowing how to make forward progress even when you're doing something you haven't done before. Uh, and um, we also know three months is, is uh, sufficient, I think is the right word. Um, we can get the core competencies going there, but um, we try to keep students involved in the academy after the fact as well. So Yusuf and Anar have seen this, we have uh, opportunities for mentorship afterwards we continue to run community events that anyone is welcome to attend. That's that's part of the academy. Uh, and so we're trying to create a space that people can not just come here for three months and then, all right, we're sending you off into the world, you know, kick you out of the nest. Um, <laughs> also, you know, you do need some kicking out of the nest. Once you go to the real world, things get harder and different and you're all going to go through the, uh, exhilaration of your first job, uh, which is, um, A a, a wonderful challenge all on its own, Um, but trying to keep people part of the community so that they can keep learning and keep growing. Uh, And I would, uh, on that note, I'd love to know, what do you both think about the experience attending the academy compared with the self-led path? Um, You know, love to hear how you might compare and contrast those.
4: Well, one thing that I deeply appreciate about the Academy that, you know, it mirrors a professional environment that when you get frustrated and feel stuck, you can't just like do something else. Like you have to keep working and figure it out. And so there have been a number of moments where I felt really challenged and had to find a uh, higher gear within myself and thankfully the support of the community the instructors the mentors have helped me to find that
5: yeah um i w- i would say that's absolutely this the absolutely uh true for myself as well i would also add that Being in a group of individuals in similar life and I would actually say life situations. Like I feel a lot of us are at a similar point in our lives. And immediately we all have an affinity for that uh, from that perspective. Like we're all sharing, we have a common, uh, we share common values at this point. We've uh, made sacrifices in order to be to be at the academy, to commit the time that is required to do it well. We have similar aspirations in terms of what we hope our future holds for us and how we might participate in the world afterwards. Um, And we have a we have clearly a shared interest in a very niche part of of uh, of of not just programming, but of, of of the world at large. Right. And so instantly we're all friends and I, 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 I i've been in I've been in online communities as as, as long as 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 far back as i as as I can remember you know since the first time i i touched a computer and this is the first time I like i really feel genuine camaraderie with people I've never met in person um and that that is a huge that is one huge difference uh, from self-led learning is that you have uh shoulders to lean on you have people to um voice your worries and concerns and and enjoy with like i don't know how many conversations i've had uh after class at at 10 11 11 p.m at night after midnight even um just saying hey that was a that was a crazy day right well yeah yeah but you know it felt good it felt good hey are you getting are you did you did you grasp this one this one idea yet no but it's okay yeah what about you yeah that's okay I, I no i don't know i'm not sh- i'm not really sure what's going on but hey we're gonna get there together and like it's se- it seems really cheesy to, to, to express it like this i that's not how i normally talk but i think the academy has actually changed um has actually changed me in that way that i recognize like the fruits of passion and um and like and, and the sort of melodramatic part of being a human and trying to get things done and like make things happen i think um yeah it's um uh, I've, I've had a readjustment of many 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 of my previous concept- conceptions about um, why humans do things the way they do and, and so on and so forth. i'm going to i'm talking too much i'm muting now
4: yeah i i really love the moments when we get to hear a little snippet of the background noise whether it be john's dog or anars uh young daughter uh, really kind of brings the full reality of the community into focus. And, you,
5: and your mystical uh, meditation music in the background? And
0: Marco's uh, parakeet, <laughs> the little bird that'll just sit on his head. Yeah, He's got a parakeet. Yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah. So speaking of Marco, uh, Paolo, I know that you and Marco have been uh, working in connection on a project. I don't know too much about. I'd love to hear some more about that.
2: Yeah, it's a a project that uh, we actually opened to the public this week regarding using reinforcement learning, which is a branch of machine learning to build a, basically a path planner for sailboats and. Yeah, I'm still kind of new to reinforcement learning. So having to learn this stuff while building the tools for using it in Elixir has been quite challenging. And Marco, uh, we have been bouncing back and forth like since Brooklyn introduces. And he, he actually helped me with some insights in the machine learning side of stuff, for instance. And I think this experience actually uh, is kind of similar to what you guys have in the academy where learning and doing things by yourself, I mean, you, you can get to the same point, but when you have someone or something when I use ChatGPT, for instance, to bounce back and forth in exchange. Uh, Even if it's just an echo (laughs) like ChatGPT does, or if it's an actual exchange like with Marco, uh, that feedback helps a lot with growing and getting further and faster, I think. But I'll be totally help, happy to to connect with you and talk talk more about the project more in depth.
4: Yeah, that sounds really cool. I don't know a lick about sailing at all. So
2: I'm well, curious. I didn't as well. So <laughs> yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah none, really. none of
6: us do. We're just <laughs> tasked with building it and marketing it. It's got many other applications, though. Um, is the is the end goal with that one? But
2: mm-hmm. um... yeah, I, I talked to just about my part in the project, but there are lots of other things that uh, there will be involved in the, the final product per se.
0: That's really exciting. I uh, I look forward to. Um... Uh, it's it's always wonderful seeing that students connect with other people, uh, either internally in the community or externally. Um, so really happy you two have gotten to uh, connect now. I know we're running pretty close on time here. Um, so before I do our little outro, uh, are there any um, final questions, comments, uh, things that we want to uh, cover before we end off? No, I don't have anything. Um,
6: I really appreciate the open dialogue and and encouragement to keep this initiative going. But um, the words were very, very helpful. And I'll get this published as uh, soon as I can. But I really appreciate you all adding a lot of value to uh, this initiative. So thank you.
0: And thank you, Matthew, for the hard work. I know your plate has been full, uh, is the impression I've been getting lately. So you've been working like crazy and we all appreciate it a ton. Uh, I appreciate everyone who came onto this panel and I hope you enjoyed getting to chat with the students. Of course, I appreciate my uh, amazing students for having the courage, uh, because it does take courage to come onto a podcast like this. And um, if folks are interested, in reaching out to our students. Um, If, uh, with their permission, uh, we'll put uh, some way of contacting them, whether it's through me or directly through them will be be up to them, but we'll we'll leave some information uh, about them in the description of this episode. Uh, Sorry for adding more to your plate, Matthew. And uh, thank you all for listening. uh, And we will catch you on the next episode of the Elixir Roundtable. Thank you everybody.
5: It's an honor.